We have a great show in store for you guys today. We picked our draft order for the Russell League. We have QB Carnival. We've got position forecasts. We have ADP movers. And we've got the usual Lance and Ooze banter along with more board bets. Stay tuned through the whole show to get some great fantasy insight here on the Russell Pod. Outstanding. Welcome to the Russell, everybody. I'm your host, C-Baby. I got Ooze and the law here with me. How you guys doing today? Chilling, chilling. Good, doing good. We got a tremendous amount of football content here at Roster Up Media, guys. Articles, shows, new teams flowing practically daily. Uh, check us out on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok even. Instagram, it's all there. So we got a good show for you guys today, just like every time we come on here. We're going to be talking about some QB situations, calling it the QB carnival, kind of discuss, you know, second year players, QBs that have gone to different teams or, you know, guys coming off of injury. We've got some ADP player movement. We're going to take, you know, a player that went up and a player went down each each of us and kind of analyze their new situation their new adp and then we got a little bit of a position forecast where we kind of gauge how we think uh the positions are going to do the top four qb tight end wide receiver and running backs are going to do versus kind of where we drafted them so um let's get started you guys all know we've been talking about this roster up league draft and we are going to be drafting live on show. It breaks my heart, but I had to split up Lance news uh, last week. It was a must. It was a must. <laughs> it might be more entertaining this way just to see the banter, but I would also love to see you guys draft a team together and just have like confusion happen during the picks. Because we still so got to keep it to like, you know, a minute or a minute and a half, like nothing crazy. But today on the show, we're going to pick the draft order. I got these two guys witnessing it, and then we'll send it back to the group, have them listen to the episode and know their draft order. I'm not even going to tell them they got to listen to the show. Yes, but I got exactly. this uh, this wheel of names slash wheel of wonder here. Let me share my screen maybe, for you guys. Maybe we should only give out a name and a position every five minutes. That way they have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So we've decided to do uh, by the actual teams that we have that we're covering here on Roster Up. And then we also have DFS. Go check them out. And then obviously we have us, the Russell. Uh, we got me and Neil together. And then sadly had to separate Lance and News. But good thing got, the cookies on your computer aren't bad because we're just seeing Cole's ad. Be really embarrassing. Something else popped up. Oh, God. True that. True that. My man trying to say you washed the hub <laughs> on my work computer. That would be very uh, appropriate. Wash the hub on the work computer. Damn. I don't even know why Coles is on here. I did search Coles hours, but that was about it. 
but apparently I need socks that are four, $4 off. So anyway, shin splints? no, no, they don't have shin splints. Unfortunately not. So I don't know how you guys want to do this. This thing will remove a name. We can do straight from the top. We can start from the back, kind of do 12, 11, you 10. Well, you might as well start from the back. That's usually what I do. All right. So here we go. Everyone's our witness. The first name coming off of the board. Number 12. Mother- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a winner. I don't know if you guys can hear this uh, audio, but it's like cheering in my ear. No, no we can't. Okay. Just know that a bunch of cheers just went off for you. How being did number I get 12. number 12? <laughs> so we have the Jets boys at 11 in front of you. Jet up. Where do I want to be? I'm in the back half of most of my leagues. Maybe I want to be more towards the middle. We got the Bills or the Panthers? Panthers. Pick number nine. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Lance, where do you want to go? No reasons. I, I see Cam Newton going off the board in the eighth round. Here now. What is our format? Oh, uh, Jill opened up her computer. Come on, Jill. So we have two Lions teams. And I'll answer your question. I did not ignore you. I was about to say, I'm about to bust your head wide open, boy. Lions. <clears throat> we have half point PPR. It's kind of set up like yours. Okay. And so point, three, three wide, wide receivers. Outs. Yeah. Okay. And one flex. Okay. Six bench spots. Oh, okay. The next day on HBO Max, the app. The law is in the middle at number six. Oh, man. He's going to mess that up. I know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not liking where I'm at. I hope I do not get first. Hey, right in front of Lance. Sniper, don't snipe me. So far, we have number five, Andrew and Neil. The Russell hosting article writer. Then we have Law. At number six, Lions, we have the, I don't even know how to say their last names, but the brothers for Lions Up. We have the Ravens, Jeff Tolson, the Bills, Andrew McGuire, Panthers Up, Tommy McGuire, Jets Up, the McWilliams brother, and then Ooze filling out the end. So what is this? This is our pick number four? Yes, sir. The Lonely Lions, Matt, by himself. Now, are we doing this live? Like, are we... uh... We're drafting live, yep, on the show. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Giants up. I know Cody doesn't like drafting first, so this might be a little, little doozy. Oh, so close. Well, too bad. And he got it. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Andrew Torres, if you're listening, sign up because you got pick number two. If not, Gotta give your spot away. Oh, you still you still have Torres in here? Get this guy out of here. This this team 12 is the whoever is gonna take it team. <laughs> and then Cody and Rob, DFS are number one out. Well, we still gotta do the last spin. Let's do that last spin, see if they get it. All right, why why not? <laughs> why not? I wonder if it actually does it. No, <laughs> it really does. Outstanding. I love 
Oh no, they didn't get it. <laughs> all right, all right. So to recap the draft order, at pick number one, we have DFS boys, Cody and Rob. Number two, this unknown, unclaimed team with Steeler up or Washington football team up. Then number three, we have Giants up. Number four, we have the first Lions team of Matt Laurie by himself. We have number five, yours truly, the Russell host with Neil, the Russell uh, fantasy article writer. Then number six, we have Lance by himself. Number seven, we have the second lineup team, James and Andrew. Number eight, Raven up. Number nine, Bills up. Number 10, Panthers up. 11, Jets up. James and Ryan. And then to finish out the draft at pick 12, we've got Ooze sitting there by himself. So that was our draft order. Where you guys, what do you guys like and feeling about those picks? Uh, I mean, I got pick number twelve, so you know, I got the back to back with the long weights at three and four, at three at least, and then, uh, I, I mean, it it really will have to depend on how you know everybody else picks and stuff like that. Obviously, when you draft, you always want to base your list and. Um, and counteract what what's going on there. I'm not too worried. I got the law in front of me. I mean, he's going to be so – I'm, I'm not worried. You know what I mean? Like, he he's at five. I know he's going to butcher that first pick. I just oh know it. it's, it's going to be – it's going to be a hack job. Oh I mean, well, that's I'm, fine because I'm at six. Yeah, six? <laughs> oh, I mean, either way. You know what I mean? Well, I was about C-Baby, to say, he's kind of far. CB, aren't, aren't you at – uh? I'm five. I'm five. Yeah, I'm not worried about y'all too. <laughs> Definitely not worried about them. Um, I'm ready to dominate. That's all it is. All right. So now we're just gonna get right into it. Who's what you got for us for the news and hard knocks review? Even so I'm gonna start hard knocks. Fest. Hard knocks is real quick, right? Because hard all knocks right. is really so. You hey, know, don't forget talk- your drop this time. Oh yeah, yeah. but when, I'm not doing drop for the hard knocks. So I'm gonna oh, do okay. drop for the news, right? So. So for Hard Knocks, right? So Hard Knocks was, it was boring. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. It was more of the Dak can't throw. It was a preseason game. Um, it was a kid out of Senegal that was fighting for a spot. That was a good story. You know what I mean? They're always trying to find a, like those underground stories with, with the team. Um, Jerry Jones and Michael Irvin just talking about, you know, raw receivers and stuff like that. The only thing that really <clears throat> excited me was seeing CB Lamb. And I think CB Lamb's going, I got to get me some shares of CB Lamb in some of these drafts, man, because uh, he's looking sharp. He's looking real sharp. Um, really uh, becoming like a, a leader in his second year, you know? So and I'm pretty sure he's going to take up that uh, wide receiver two spot. ASAP. I don't think Michael Gallup was was trending well in, in over there. So, uh, yeah. That besides that, you know, I mean, they're talking about Dak and how he was not throwing because you know he's a little baby back biatch, and um, <laughs> family show. <laughs> and um, do we do we have this bet? That three of five, Andrew, because I don't remember you were you responding back to me on that. Oh, what what bet? Uh, I what that's bet? the 
three of five of the Dallas players, top five drafted, are not going to perform uh, at their level or better. So that's oh. Dak, CD, Amari, Zeke, and Gallup. Three out of the five won't. What do we mean by won't perform? Like, how do we how do we uh, judge that? Uh, well, so I, I'm going based off the, the second. So if C.D. Lamb's going in the second round, he has to perform at best uh, for a second round wide receiver or better. So basically, same thing with Amari. So gotcha. both those guys okay. got yeah. to do so basically, second round or better. Basically, we'll, just, we'll have to take we'll have to take his everybody's ADP off of those Dallas Cowboys players that was named, write them down, and then end the season see if they are at that spot um, for the season. So, you know, if uh, C.B. Lamb is second round or third round, he's probably wide receiver 20. No, no, no. no. He's probably wide receiver around 15, 15, 16, 17. So um, you just got to take that and then, you know, and then we'll see if he, you know, beats it or goes below it. So, um, see, if you want to be take that bet, that's all you, bro. Um, yeah, I got it. I got it right. You taking down. that bet? You, t- you taking that bet? Oh yeah, three or five. Oh, man. I know. I'll tell you one thing. Michael Gallup not going to perform there. Um, but I think everybody else will be fine though. So you should be good. As a review for all the bets, Kirk Cousin has a better year than Cam. Jamal, Ooh, that one's looking good. Javante, good. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Running back. <laughs> How? Both those are both my players, though. You weren't a fan of Kirk Cousins in the beginning. One no, episode, I'll... it was either Cam or Kirk Cousins. That was the whole debate. You sure about that? That was the no. poll. Yeah, that was the poll. We had a poll up. You only took Kirk Cousins this because he was like the last quarterback available in our last mock draft. I gotta double check that. <laughs> we have it on on the yeah, podcast. Definitely got to double check this. Continue. Then we got Jamal Williams <laughs> being an RB two. Jamal. Javante, Javante. Sorry, that's basically me and Lance versus you. And and I'm saying that he's not gonna be a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, okay. You two have Rojo rushes for a thousand yards, and I put Orb is an RB one because that was like the argument between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the in your old age, you, you can't remember any. I, of these I guess because some of these are just sounding real iffy, man. Like, yeah, I write I, them no, down. Duh, they sound iffy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, <laughs> these sound suspect. Um, I write them down as soon as they happen after you guys have th- a big debate. Okay. Them. The craziest part is that he wants to come over to my side on all these ones. How many weeks <laughs> until he's on Deontay? Uh, Deontay's train. <laughs> no shot. That one I'll never go. Uh, that's 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 one I'll never. I go. forgot we, which one produced this, but Waller averages more than the. Oh, it was your uh, which we call it your uh, busts or something. 
Waller average more than the average of the wide receivers that the round that he goes in. And I guess we can base that off of our league. And then we have the the Thielen and Juju will outscore Deontay Johnson in standard. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a fact. And then I don't fact. know how this came up, but CD Lamb will be better than Deontay Johnson. I think that's anything with a cowboy seems to be me and Lance. I think that's also a fact though. I don't remember saying anything about. I don't CD remember saying that either. either. See, Deontay. this is what I'm saying. This no, that, 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 no, that one came up in the group text afterwards because you were on the rant that day, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to put this one in there." Okay, I know the host of this show is is, is uh, putting some sketchy ass notes. Oh my um, gosh! I write down as soon as they happen. Yeah, that one. That so, one's a little... so Rojo, Rojo, Rojo on the thousand yards. Uh, I I gotta go back in the podcast and then. And listen to exactly what we were saying, but Lance's I'm, argument I'm, he couldn't rush for a thousand, and you had picked him very high in a mock. Very high was like seventh or eighth, I feel like higher than expected, I would say. Okay, anyway. Oh, back to the news. Oh, those yeah. are so, our best, well, but back to the news. Yeah, so um, yeah, Tar Knox, man, and a lot of people are saying the same thing, man. Um, this Cowboys is just boring, man. Got, they, got, they got no juice, you know. They got no mojo. They got no pizzazz, you know. what I mean, they don't like McCarthy. He's he's just so blah, like you know. what I mean, like he's not fired up, like you know. what I mean, like definitely it was definitely an L this week. Hopefully, hopefully he picks up. Um, Hopefully it picks up next week uh, on Tuesday and gives us more. Maybe you know if we see some more Dak. Um, you know he's he's supposed to be back in practice. What well, was we'll the different news? Um, but um, yeah, it was it was real dry. It was real dry. It didn't wasn't really enjoyable. You know maybe and maybe it was like just like the letdown from you know having football back or whatever case may be. But it it, it wasn't uh it was dry, but. Uh, I regress. Let's get into the news. Let's go. All right. So this week in the news. So what we got is, um, Philly. I'm I'm excited. Okay. Tonight is Thursday, the 19th of uh, August. Devonte Smith was to make a appearance. Um, playing with the ones. Hopefully, we'll see some flashes. Maybe see him produce, you know, that see that uh, tandem with the uh, with Hertz. Maybe seeing the rise in ADP. Okay, um, so we're gonna see him tonight. Watch him closely. Uh, Drew Locke, he's looking to close in that number one uh, spot for Week One uh, against Teddy Bridgewater. Big news. I think he's actually looking good to be honest. Um, Teddy, he's always comfortable i'll say but i think drew lock is gonna give him the 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 down the field with sutton and and jerry judy so yeah drew lock is looking uh, looking good in camp securing a week one spot uh deontay swift getting a heavy workload at practice i don't know this coach really well just knows like he he's a he's a hype man he likes to break knees you know what i mean bloody noses so gets the juices going We'll see. You know what I mean? 
Uh, Robbie Anderson missing uh, practice still with a ham a hamstring injury. Got to watch out for those soft tissue injuries. Definitely, you know, if they don't recover well, it's going to be a reoccurring thing. And he's a fast guy down, the, you know, stretch the field type of guy. So, you know, we're going to look, take a look out for that. Maybe, you know, it might hurt, hurt his ADP in fantasy, but we just got to keep that, uh, keep watching that. Hopefully in the next two weeks, you know, when those fantasy drafts keep, uh, are coming in hot, you know what I mean? Because I know a couple of me, uh, C-Baby, even Lance probably got some uh, next weekend, the weekend after that, and the weekend after that, right, till the season starts. So uh, Preston Williams um, coming off the PUP list. Am I worried about that? Or for fantasy, no. What I am very intrigued with is Waddle. Waddle is making noise at at camp. I watched the video because they have a Miami Dolphins has a joint camp with um, <clears throat> the Falcons, um, and he was dishing it to to DBs. And on the other side, uh, really? wide receiver, wide receiver. Uh, I think he's like wide receiver seven, Calvin Ridley. He's out and putting DBs on skates too, you know what I mean. So, coming out of those, those you know, those are wide receivers we got to take a look at. Um, what else? Oh, my boy Carson Wentz, still without a boot, taking you know reps at uh at camp. Not in he's taking walkthroughs, but not actual practices. So, looking at week one starting, going to be affecting those uh. Uh, wide receivers down in uh, Indy there. So uh, that's it for me with the news. As always, thank you, thank you for the news. All right, let's get into things. Uh, let's start off with the QB carnival. We're talking different QBs, different situations. Um, I'm going to throw out some names and you guys, you know, give a little, you know, analysis on them. So let's start off with uh, Joe Burrow coming off of injury second year player there's always the fear of the sophomore slump he's got jamar chase now so give me you know some insight on what you guys think joe burrow is going to do this year well it's hard to know what he's really going to do because i still don't think he's taking any snaps right and so my fear is that he's not confident in his knee and he's not cleared properly yet for all that um and if that is a hang-up for him, that's going to affect the way he plays. So me, myself, I would probably stay away from him just because he's the, he doesn't give me the confidence that he's confident in himself. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, so Joe Burrow, I, I'm liking Joe Burrow, but like Lance said, he, he's practicing, but he's he's not playing in preseason. He's not play, He didn't play preseason number one. Um Zach Taylor said that he's not playing preseason number two. I think it's more a mental thing. He's he's struggling. He weak. He's really weak to weak um, when it comes to camps uh, and his numbers. Um, they're saying is is a lot to do with his mental because of the injury, the MCL and ACL. Remember that you know when he came to it. But at the same time, if we can get the Joe Burrow that we had last year before the injury, thirteen touchdowns, five interceptions, I think that that could be uh, a huge. We're not going to really target him as a uh, QB, but for wide receivers, we, we want that, right? You want to have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd out there grabbing those balls. Hopefully, we have the, uh, the uh, Joe Burrow of old. If not, I think we're going to have 
we're going to see a lot of Joe Mixon, right? Joe Mixon is going to come in there, start running the rock, new offense, you know, second year in that new offense, hopefully, you know, moving forward. So um, when we talk about uh, Joe Burrow, I think those, those, those three or four players in fantasy, we definitely need to take a look at. Asking for a friend. He is in a keeper league and he has to keep, he's either trying to keep and decide between Darren Waller in the sixth and you lose the round above. So you lose, he'd be in the fifth (laughs) or Joe Burrow in the last round. And Ooze is laughing because this person (laughs) is me. I, I I would take Justin Fields in that last round and keep Waller, right? I would keep Waller for the fifth round. Yeah. He's not even getting out of the second round. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll definitely I'll agree with the law over there and and definitely keep um, Darrell Waller, especially in that in that keeper league that you just lose the round above. Right. So you get to especially with the contract rule we have in that league. um, I think anywhere. I think that's a three round, a three year contract with him. Yeah. So is that your first year keeping him? Yep. Yeah. So imagine keeping him for this year and next year. And then you can just think about it depending on how you draft the next two years. So you're only losing a fifth and a fourth for the next two years. So I'll definitely go and keep that Rollins. Absolutely. You know, he goes off this year, next year, you keep him again for the fourth. Why not? He doesn't perform well. You can just see your, uh, your other draft picks. Okay. Okay. That friend thanks you for that advice. Yeah. I, I don't think Joe Burrow is really worth it at the 13th, especially how uh, Lance just said, you know, you can probably get Justin Fields down there, you know what I mean? And then, you know, make it a a ponder for next year to say, hey, this guy might be the number one. Oh, he got the number one snaps later in the year, like week 12, 13, if they're out of it or whatever happened to Andy Dalton. And he's like, oh, wow, I can, you know, he's running, he's passing, getting both sides of the touchdown. Yeah, yeah I'll keep him down there and then, maybe grab wallet if he drops to me or something like that. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Next QB up. Uh, let's do Jalen hurts from the Eagles. He kind of is his second year, technically quote unquote. Um, yeah. and obviously he's got Devonte Smith now new coach. Um, that whole thing with the Philly or the Eagles ending their season the way they did probably put a bad taste in some Eagles, you know, fans mouths, but here we are in a new season and obviously, you know, can't really stand the Eagles, but there's fantasy (laughs) value there. So what do you guys got on Jalen hurts? Yeah. So Jalen hurts uh, is working. It's so reports out of camp is that Shane, Stretching is the offensive coordinator over there. He is working with uh, Jalen Hurts and catering the offense around him. You remember that, you know, they had Carson Wentz just a year ago, now moved and traded to um, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, and Jalen Hurts is taking number one. But at the same time, Nick Sirianni is also almost like a swap, right? Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator over at Indy, came over to be the head coach at the Eagles, um, he is built from Coach Rice Tree of competition. So he, you know, the first two weeks of camp, they were saying, hey, Jalen Hurts and uh, Flacco is in the QB, com- QB competition. 
and GM, you know, Roseman wasn't really liking that, but they're catering to him in the uh, number one's uh, offense right now with Jalen Hurts. Um, I, do I think he's going to lose the spot? No, I don't think Nick Sirianni is that stupid because, you know, Philly is going to come in and, you know, hate him if they choose Joe Flacco, right? So, um, but when we talk about fantasy-wise, look at what they did with Jalen Hurts and put, you know, not a good offense around him because the offensive line is still very sketchy. But when we talk about grabbing a number one receiver uh, and in Devontae Smith, his old partner, hopefully, you know, that connection from, from college helps him out. He's going to be probably to presuming the, the number one receiver out there. Then with Jalen Rager, with Miles Sanders, hopefully run the rock more just to help the young quarterback out, you know, transition. You know, he Last year he was up and down, had six touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, those interceptions just came from bad reads, to be honest, when I was watching those games. Yeah. Um, but those touchdowns were coming off of his natural ability to get out the pocket, which, all, you know, not the same thing. Carson Wentz also had, but, you know, injuries got him, right? So, you know, with Jalen Hurts, we're looking at hopefully a good ceiling, you know what I mean? But I don't know how hot a floor is with him, you know? I yeah. totally – oh, go ahead, Lance. Yeah, the floor is what I'm looking for with a QB, especially if I'm taking him as my number one QB, um, which some people may be looking for Jalen Hurts to be that for him, uh, for them. Um it's intriguing to look at a quarterback like him and think, does this guy have shades of Lamar Jackson? Um, I just don't think he does have enough of it. Um, Lamar Jackson's first year was very similar. It was ups and downs. It wasn't totally efficient. And that second year just came out of nowhere. Um, but I don't want to stake my whole fantasy draft on out of nowhere. Um, so if he's still sitting there and uh, – the 14th, 15th, 16th round, and you haven't taken a quarterback, maybe, um, but make sure you're not overlooking somebody who has a higher uh, a higher floor, a lowest ceiling, but a higher floor like Kirk Cousins. Um, and, and if you're taking them that late, there may be other quarterbacks with just as much dynamic ability like a Justin Fields or even possible another QB that we may talk about Tua, or somebody like that. So Hertz is going not that late. He's going up there around now where Tannehill's at. He's been going where Tom Brady goes kind of the back end of the, you know, your starters. Um, I would say anywhere between round seven to 11. So he's going pretty high. I guess they're just, you know, everyone's anticipating a good, just a good year from him and take that step. So, all right. Yeah. Very- I mean, yeah, I mean for, for Jalen Hurts, just to, sorry, just about in there. Yeah. Um, if, if we get, if, if Jalen Hurts follows the line of uh, Lamar Jackson, when Lance is comparing him to, I'll take that in a heartbeat. You know, Lamar Jackson came in the league in 2018, only played four games at the end, just like, oh, like four or five games at the end, six touchdowns, four interceptions as well as uh, Jalen Hurts did when he, he came in, right? But then next the next year after that, full starter, you know, he he went for 36 touchdowns and four uh, interceptions. That's just passing, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you know, rushing, I think, he, I, I think he had like six or seven, if I can take a look. He had seven touchdowns rushing, 
You know what I mean? So, you know, when you put in the 33 touchdowns all together for that full year, full season, yep. right? That that's a that's a good pickup. That's what we want to see if Jalen Hurts is going to take the helm from week one, right? So, you know, let me, when, let, me when, a, I, let me ask you guys a quick question. What's the highest round you're taking Jalen Hurts? And he's your starter. Uh, so his so Jalen Hurts ADP is ninety four point five, right? Yeah. So ninety four point five is the almost the eighth round, right? Yeah. I'm not take I'm not taking him the eighth round. I'm not taking not him. When, not when Tom Brady's is still sitting out yep. there in the eighth round. Yep. Got the Tannehill still there in the tenth yep. round. He's not his high his floor is not high enough for me to take. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's in 2019, when I took Lamar Jackson, I took him in the 10th round. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, okay. I took Kyler Murray in a similar round. I took, I think I took both of them in one draft mm-hmm. back to back. I took them in 9-10 or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah, like, yeah. like Lance saying, like there's quarterbacks out there that, you know, Ryan Tannehill, which is crazy because Jalen Hurts only played a small sample of games and has a higher ADP than Matthew Stafford. Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, yes, but Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield probably has a higher floor than him, you know. But these guys that were, you know, proven and been in the game for years, um, and we know, like, you know, the Matthew Stafford, big arm, will get to get the touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, very, very uh, protective of the ball, but will get you touchdowns. Like Lance said, you know, he's he's actually on Lance's radar right there. You know what I mean? So uh, for me, I, I can't draft him at like the eighth or ninth round when there's so much more value up there. Understood. The highest I would probably go is the 13th. And that's if, that's if I saw something in camp that really sparked my interest. Yeah. Okay. 13th. All right. Let's keep it NFC East right now. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Dak coming off the injury. Um, For all you guys that don't know, Dak suffered a gruesome injury last year, week five against the Giants. <laughs> Literally, his foot was dangling off of his leg. And one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Just, yeah, just off that injury, it's funny because when he talked about it in the first episode of Hard Knocks, he's such a competitor. He said that I I saw that he's like, I, I didn't really feel the injury t- till I looked at it. And when I looked at it, I just wanted to snap it back to where it was so I could get oh, back out there and then continue to play. <laughs> and he was realizing, yeah, I can't snap that thing back. <laughs> I can't remember what uh, Tony Romo was announcing that game. I don't remember what he, he was saying. He said. <laughs> he said something crazy, though. And, like, no, as soon I, as I saw his I, foot thing, I, I was, think, oh, I jumped out I of think, my seat. I think, I think Tony Romo said. Yeah, that's broke. I'm so tingling all Because the camera wasn't panning on his foot until like af- like a couple seconds afterwards. And it was kind of like, you know, what's happening? It was like being covered up, that part of his foot. Or they were shooting him from the back or something. But anyway, um, Dak's coming off the injury. He's got his three wide receivers. We're talking a big, you know, offensive game for them, except for Lance. Um, we have this bet, you know, to see how they'll perform this year. But what are you guys, you know, feeling about Dak? You know, where would you take him? How do you think he's going to do after suffering such a gruesome injury? All that jazz. 
I expect, so, I expect them to be slow out the gate a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but in 2019, he was the number two quarterback scorer. I expect him to get back in to the top eight, if not higher. But um, and where he's being drafted, he's being drafted in the he's like QB number six, seven coming off the board. Um, so you could get some value if you see him going later. Um, but I don't see a whole lot of I, I just don't expect him to be right where he needed to be at the beginning of the season just because they, they may want to take it a little bit lighter and have him not run. So if he's not running, that's the threat that the defense doesn't have to account for. Um, and hopefully Zeke is able to do something, but you know how I feel about Zeke. <laughs> Slender Zeke. Slender Zeke. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so as uh, Lance was going and, and talking about Dak, I had to go look up the uh, actual injury in Tony Robo. And Tony Robo says, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're hoping it's just a cramp. <laughs> yes, like that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and you like couldn't see literally... his foot yet. And I'm sitting no, there, I'm like. No, you actually could. I'm looking at the video now, and his foot is dangling. And oh. as he's, his foot is dangling, <laughs> Tony Romo says, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're hoping it's a cramp right now. <laughs> no, uh, that got to be the funniest thing I've ever uh, seen. But now just imagine being oh, a Cowboys God. fan and how devastating that was. To oh, just, yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's devastating because you saw the potential of Dak at his, I think, his highest, to be honest. He oh, is the yeah. first quarterback to average over 400 yards in the first four games of uh, of a season yep. you know what i mean like this guy was and i always say i always put it in there while he was doing this okay he also was coming back from games because the defense was really bad right oh yeah so you guys were down and a half you had to, you know and that's what zeke was in performing because they couldn't run the route because they needed to pass the ball yep so <laughs> this year i think i, th- I think they're going to do more back back to like you know 2019 uh, 2018 Dak, you know, he's going to get those 30 touchdowns, 30 plus touchdowns, but Zeke is also going to grab himself, you know, a thousand yards. You know, he's going to eat. He's slender now. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's slim Zeke now. Okay. But he's still going to eat. Right. So <clears throat> that being said, you still also have those, you know, big wide receivers, Amari Cooper, CB lamb is going to be, I, I think he's going to be the number two this year. Michael Galvin is now going to be the number three. Um, and they're saying, even with, I'm not, I'm not going to put them out there, but Dalton, you know, Schultz, the tight end, you know, how they used to love the tight end back in the day might be in that, uh, in that, uh, rotations still, but, uh, CB lamb, Amari Cooper is going to be maybe two of the thousand yard receivers. I think, you know, CB is going to win that bet when it comes to, uh, you know, three out of the five out doing their positions or leaving up to it. Um, but Dak is going to be that main uh, engine for that, you know? Um, he's he's running well, but let's see how he is with his injury. He's, he has a throwing injury with his – it's a weird spot. It's usually where pitchers have it. That's what they said, like, you know, under the arm where the armpit is. Um, but he's throwing today um, and practice at a limited – he's on a pitch count. Um, but we'll see. I think, I think Dak is going to definitely – pick up where he left off 
And when it comes down to their schedule, I think they have a fairly easy schedule this year. They do. So they do, right? I, I, yeah. And it has to be top 10 with the easiest schedule. You know, me and my other friends usually go back, you know, just banter about the schedule and all that stuff. But I think when I'm looking at it, right, see, maybe they have yeah. – you guys have to – I mean, granted, they always say, hey, we always get our hard schedule, and this is our first easy one. I don't want to hear all that bull <laughs> drive, okay? Um, I'm just going to list out a couple comparisons and you tell me who you pick. I think Russell Wilson versus Dak, they're going around the same area. Um, I would take Russ only because he wasn't injured. Herbert going, or Dak? Russ has a, a higher be picked floor. My bad. Dak's got the higher ceiling, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Damn, my bad, who's like, my this bad? Man not, this man not gonna let me pick, dog. That's crazy, dog. Um, you don't want to hear your crazy theories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Dak. I'm gonna pick Dak over. Do I, it, yeah, do I, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick Dak over Russell. Uh, Herbert versus Dak. Uh, oh, get that out of here, Dak uh, all day. Dak and Dak, yeah. Uh, who else is going around there? Maybe Ryan Tannehill's creeping up there in that nah. area. Uh, Dak over Tannehill. If Dak's sitting there in the tenth round, in the ninth round, no, he's not going to. Be I would take right Dak there. over Tannehill. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Dak. I would take Kyler because he wasn't oh, injured. Oh, I'll take Dak. Uh, Aaron Rodgers actually going around there. Oh. He's uh around fifth round. So what about those two? Uh, uh I like Dak still. I think Russ is the only person I'd take above him in that same tier. I think I, I think I'll take Aaron. I think I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Dak on that one, and it's and it's close, mm. and it's close. And the only re the only reason why is what Lance has been saying is just the injury thing, but. Um, yeah, but Aaron, but Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was uh, Mister Unbreakable for like four yeah, years in a row. Then he broke, then he broke his collarbone twice in the yeah. same spot. So. No, but that's what I meant. Like <laughs> yeah. Unbreakable, the guy yeah. literally was breaking. Yeah, but I think I think <sighs> this season he yeah, broke I his think, collarbone more often than I. I didn't even at this point he breaks his collarbone one more time. I think they give him a new one. Yeah, they got a good transplant. I think they got to give him a new one after that one, bro. Last one, Lamar or Ooh. Dak. And we're talking about Lamar. Dak. You got to remember reason- we have Dak or Lamar from last year and Lamar from two years ago. So those are two different Lamars we've got to go off of. I'll still take Dak. Uh, the only reason why I'll take Dak, because when you talk about Lamar, Lamar definitely still kicked up, though. Like, like Lamar. And he still, went, he was top 10. He was putting up yeah. 24 points. I'm not saying that Dak, he, if Dak could do what he did in those first four games for a whole season, nobody competes with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. But I don't was, think he could do that for a full season. So I think I think he can, to be honest. I, I mean, if, he was, if we're playing from behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll. T- I don't see the regression. I mean, it was a hard regression, right? Because like what well, you're alluding to, he had 26 touchdowns last year, 36 the year before. Yeah. So he, I think he, I think Lamar is a 30 pluser, but I don't 
trust his weapons around him. Hmm. I I'll give True. it to I'll give it to Dak only because the weapons behind him. You know, with uh with Lamar, he has J.K. Robbins, Mark Andrews, and then a rookie and a that is have a groin injury right now, and then I don't even know that number two or receiver. That's how bad it is, yeah. right? So for me, I'm going to trust Dak, who has potentially three thousand yard receivers. As we're talking about these things, folks, and you're listening in, these are the things we want you to kind of get, you know, your mentality wrapped around. We're talking about strength of schedule. We're talking about weapons around the quarterback. We're talking about um, you know, offenses, better offenses, and kind of comparing players. This is all part of, you know, your due diligence, your kind of speculative review of players before you go into your draft. So this is the stuff we're trying to provide you with. So let's do a couple more QBs and then get into ADP movement. Um, yeah, let's go talk about Tua. Lance brought him up earlier. I know we talked about him um, before in this show. His second year, he's got Wolf Fuller now, hopefully a healthy Devontae Parker and Gasecki. And I think they got a rookie, uh, Waddle. Yeah, so yeah. What, are you, what are you feeling about Tua this year? <sighs> Just make sure you guys pick up Jacoby Brissett if you're picking up Tua. Only because... You know, this is his, what, second year, third year? And he can barely beat out um, Ryan Fitz, you know what I mean, when he was at the job. And he and unfortunately for Ryan Fitzmagic, they literally handed two of the job and he couldn't take it. This is the second year. So he couldn't even take it, right? So and, and hold on to it because he was losing games. My own, again... Weapons always count when 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 it comes to young quarterbacks. Jay Waddle definitely definitely a, a salt shaker out there. You know what I mean? Like he's shaking DBs out of his boots. Um, Gaskin running back could help him out. They did pick up uh, Malcolm Brown to help him with the veteran with a second uh, running back. Um, my only thing is if they can put everything together right because uh, Will Fuller is going to be suspended for a couple games. I think three games. Um, that moves uh, Preston Williams up to the third spot. Um, then you have Devontae Parker, then Jerry Waddle. Those are tall, fast weapons out there, right? So if Tua can get those balls to him, even on those checkdowns with Miles Gaskin, he can he can definitely definitely be a fantasy relevant and make those people like Devontae Parker and Jerry Waddle higher um, fantasy. Uh, gods to be honest when it comes to wide receivers because we don't really really look at Devontae Parker because Devontae Parker left us in the dust how many years now you know what I mean like for two years I always draft him because he's number one those he doesn't give me number one numbers so um it's a help around him to, to help to I think that's it's gonna be the key there yeah I'm not really high on Tua um outside of drafting him late late in the draft but um, it, he's one of those ones that you, if you draft him, you, you're definitely going to want to draft another quarterback. He's not a one quarterback draft. Would you, you even take, draft? Yeah, would you even draft him number one, or are you a, like a streamer? I mean, I would pick him up if if I felt high on him. I'd pick him up as the last pick. 
if at all, right? I would, I would see that he's still there in the waiver wire otherwise. Um, and he, in most leagues, he will be in the waiver wire. He's not going to be – I mean, I know some of the drafts I do, every team feels like they need two QBs coming into the draft. So in those, those leagues, he may not be in the waiver wire. But a lot of the ones that we've been doing the drafts on and a lot of the, the way I draft, unless I'm taking – a higher a risk like a Kyler Murray and a Lamar Jackson where they weren't they weren't proven yet and I was taking them back to back. I, I normally wouldn't take but one QB. If I'm taking Aaron Rodgers, I don't need a second one. I could pick somebody up later. I could pick up the hot hand later. Same thing with even if I went down to drafting Tannehill or Kirk uh um Kirk Cousins. That even Kirk Cousins may not be low enough for me to take two quarterbacks mm. unless I saw a value. Um, so, yeah, two is probably going to be there on your waiver wire and that probably where he actually belonged coming out of your family fantasy draft. So I'm, I'm going to steal um, C-Baby's spot here and do the QB uh, comparison. I'll, I'll give you those QBs that are around Tua. So Tua's going around 14th round, so he's 170 ADP. Um, so two or or Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins. I like the Lance. weapons around him. Right. Lance. Hear me. Yeah, I would I'd still rather take Kirk Cousins, even though the weapons are oh, he, froze. He, he froze up. Well, we um, lost Lance, but I think he was about to say the weapons are better, but something. Um, see baby, Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, if you guys hear Lance cutting in and out, we're sorry, technical difficulties, but ah, that's, that's a hard one. Um, let me, so let me help you out here. So Tua, I mentioned Miles Gaskin, Devontae Parker, Jared Waddle, and, uh, Preston Williams. Okay. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, he got Antonio Gibson, yep. Scary Terry, yep. Curtis Samuels, and, and Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Those are because the Washington football team isn't like proven. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it's hard to say they have the better offense, even though they have a slight edge, I feel like, because Gibson and Scary Terry have performed last year. I think I would have to really look at strength of schedule and kind of like offensive stats, see who has the better offense. But obviously it's probably Washington. You got to choose right now. Oh, right now? Then Fitzpatrick based on what I said. Okay. So, um, Lance, you back with us? You're live from Zoom Zoom grave? I don't know. I think he looks so frozen. So He's, he's um, me-mugging us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tua or Daniel Jones? Ooh. So that's a tough one. That's I might take – I might take – I don't know, Tua? Cause I would take Tua before I took Jones. I don't I like Tua as well. <laughs> I don't like the stuff coming out of camp about. Yeah, Daniel me either. Jones. Man. Stuff coming out of camp ain't ain't looking good at all. Yeah. All right. Ain't looking good at all. Lance, since you're back, um, Tua. I know you. I know you said Kirk Cousins. Tua or or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the same thing I did. I mean, we're talking second quarterbacks. I probably would still go Fitzpatrick over uh, two. No, we're talking first quarterback. Yeah, we're first. About, we 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 filled up our roster. We're now in the 14th round, which is where the ADPs are lying around. We got to the 14th <laughs> round, and, and we're because we punt. Nobody like, left there you know, for me. Well, no, I'm saying like you know we're we're punting. Let's say you know for for you know testing purposes purposes we've already punted on quarterback. And you know, you filled if our. If I get to the fourteenth round and Fitzpatrick is there, and Tua is there, yeah. I would I would punt it to the sixteenth round and take oh, whoever's wow. left. Oh wow! <laughs> um, so and then I may still end up taking <laughs> Tua. I, I, so <laughs> okay. that's crazy. Um, Tua or Tua or Derek Carr? Because Derek Carr is actually going lower than him. Derek Carr only it's has it's, it's, it's Derek Carr for me. I don't know what y'all think. But he about. only has Wallard, Waller, and Henry Ruggs. Oh yeah, and yeah. and Jake and Josh Jake. Come on, people. Yeah, but there's a reason why he's never finished top twelve. Yeah, that's that's the scary part is that the boy never finished top twelve. It's it's I I think is more of the touchdowns than the actual player himself because you know he. This is third straight year with 4,000 plus yards. He did have 27 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's good, but that's not fantasy relevant when you're talking about when, not, you, when we're talking not about this decade. Yeah. No, because 27. Those were, not, those were great numbers back in the early 2000s. Back, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because now we're looking at 35. That's why plus, Eli right? Manning had a career that he had. You can throw <laughs> 30 touchdowns as long as you don't throw more than 20 interceptions. Right. 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 So don't pull a Jameis Winston. <laughs> No 30 for 30s. <laughs> 30 for 30s, baby. ESPN, Cole Column. Um, one more. Uh, t- uh, Tua or Big Ben? Oh, my gosh. These are hard. These are really hard. I would take Big Ben because yeah. his his ceiling is just higher. And his floor of, is higher. Because of Deontay Johnson, huh? No. <laughs> Big Ben has finished in the top three before. Right? Now, he's three years removed from that, but I only I mean, take Big Ben because it's, it's the Steelers. Like, no, Lance makes a great point. Uh, he did throw 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but he had 3,800 yards, right? And it wasn't clean, right? It wasn't something that it was very sharp when we looked at him. It was sloppy. Hopefully, this year with a slimmer Ben, he's supposedly taking the TB12 diet and even made it more strict. Um, to you know, maximize his you know potential, whatever. Um, so we'll see if he can get back to a more uh forty five hundred yards and thirty three touchdowns. You know, what I mean, unfortunately, I I missed out in the news because now it's like coming to my mind. Um, Claypool went down in practice with a knee slash ankle injury, so we don't even know how that's going to play out. Um, but well, yeah, Deontay's we'll, definitely not number one over there. Huh? <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Um, let's do, unless you guys have any more, Stafford will be our last one, but I'll ask you after we're done, Stafford. Um, new team with Sean McVay, LA Rams. He played his entire career with uh, the Detroit Lions, and now he's been traded off to LA. Um, he's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, 
Um, um, now I'm forgetting another wide out and now he has Henderson because he lost Cam Akers and we've got Sean McVay over there who's like basically playing live Madden with his players Mm -hmm. so what do you guys think about Matthew Stafford as a potential kind of I don't know I feel like he's a could be in the top 10 if you know everything plays out for him I think he also can be in the top 10 with with everything set once everything said and done at the end of the season you're talking about Jared Goff who had two of one of the best wide receiver duos out there um in Robert Woods and in Cooper Cup and only threw 20 touchdowns okay the two like two years ago he he was you know same tandem through uh 32 touchdowns. Now, in comes Matthew Stafford, right? Stafford, no matter who's in front of him, he scores touchdowns. I love Stafford. Big play guy. Always, you know, he is unfortunate because he gets overshadowed because he's been in the league so long. You know, those side-on passes that Patrick Mahomes be throwing, who who you thought been throwing the first? First is Aaron Rodgers, then it's Matthew Stafford, right? So, when I talk about Matthew Stafford, Stafford's going to come in, and he, I think he's going to go for a good thirty-seven touchdowns here. Okay, mm. look what he look. Remember when he when he had uh, Megatron, right? Yep, throwing beat. Loves loves to love to take a chance. When he had Baby Megatron, you know, Kenny <laughs> Galladay, okay, out there scoring points. So I think with a better coach, because he's always been. Unfortunately, he's always been um, dampered by the coach in the offensive scheme in Detroit. You know, he had Cardwell. He had a big boy from the Patriots. uh, I forgot his name. Now he has another one that I'm pretty sure he's a defensive coach. um, That's now a head coach. Now he has Sean McVay that is sharp, young, offensive-minded, always wanted to push the tempo, always wanted to push the ball down the field. I think he's going to be big this year. I think he's going to really outdo his ADP. Lance, what you got on Stafford? Uh, I want to, I want to believe that he'll do something better there. Um, but unfortunately for him in his career at this point, better for him doesn't mean he's cracking top twelve. Um, so he could still, he could still be outside of top twelve. That looks Cooper like Cup a and Robert Woods is still eating yardage and eating touchdowns. So it looks like a bad I'm, a, I'm afraid of him not doing that. That that um, looked like a bet face ooze. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna get through one episode without some uh Lance Ooze drama. Okay, so it has my, begun. My thing is right, he said won't crack top 12, right? So Oh, that's so disgusting, Lance. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so in front, in front of, in, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. That was my wow. Like that's crazy, right? Wow. We, so, in front of Matthew Stafford, right? This is who we have in ADP: Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Colin Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, and then it's him at 11. Okay? And you say he's not going to – who's – out of those – so he's in 11. And you say he won't 
uh, crack top 12s. Two people. Let me see, let me give you two people behind them. Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow. I'm gonna go, let me say Matt Ryan too. So you think those guys are gonna be better quarterbacks than those three I just mentioned? Is gonna be better quarterbacks than Matthew Stafford? So first off, we gotta stop besmirching Tannehill. That boy has scored more points than anybody else in the last the last year and four games. Okay, so yeah, put respect on. You put some respect on my name, all trio. I will tell you, I I have no problem saying Ryan Tannehill is gonna outdo outdo Matthew Stafford this year. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Put it is on it, is it, over Stafford. Is it that's the thing? That's the thing. Yeah. I was, I say Matthew Stafford will outscore Ryan Tannehill this season in fantasy. The only way that happens is if you go down, kidnap him, and take him to Canada. Bruh. No, no <laughs> shot. No shot. Man. No shot. This man is going to outscore Tannehill this season. I will say this, and I know I'm not part of this argument, but I think Stafford can break top 12 definitely. I don't think he'll beat Ryan Tannehill. I think they'll both be in top 12, but maybe Tannehill finishes ahead of him. You guys are crazy. But I I still think Stafford makes 12. Yeah, there's just literally too many quarterback names. and for Stafford to be valuable. And it, and we're saying the same thing. Like, Jared Goff, there's a whole reason why these teams traded him. It's not because he was so high on Matthew Stafford. They just didn't want to pay Goff anymore. They were like, look, they're no. basically the same skill set at this point in their careers. And I might as well try with somebody new because his contract will be up and I can sign a different quarterback or draft a different quarterback. That, that's so, what the game so plan me, was. So le- it wasn't so let me, give me Matthew Stafford because I think I can win a championship with him. Yo, that's what it was. That was literally not what it was. Yo, they're both at the same age of the career, right? Which is crazy. Which is crazy, right? Matthew Stafford's 33, Ryan Tennant is 33. This is the listen, best part. Listen, you want to know why Matthew Stafford's stats look so well? The boy was thrown from behind. The boy couldn't win you games. He was because throwing he the no, Megatron, the, and they were going 8-8. Eight and eight. Because there's they had no defense, no they had no offensive line, they had no running backs. Listen, say all you Tenny, want, right? Oh, you How many times Tenny, did Tenny, we have Tenny, a Tenny Tenny was, How many times did Tenny, they have? Tenny Hill came from Miami. Okay? DeAndre Swift. He wasn't drafted this year. Swift no. was on that team last year. That, that man was – that man came from Miami. They said, get him out of here. Golden Tate was get, there. My man said – Halliday was there. My, my, Megatron was there. My man said, here's some Cubianos. Here's a here's – a, 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 <laughs> Uh, Ruben and get get out of here. I'm out. Get him out of here. And then he landed. He, first of all, he didn't even start when he came to, to the Titans. He had to take over um, Marcus Maniota's job. Get that bum out of here. And then now he's the best thing since sliced bread. Ron Lance. No, I'm not. I didn't say he's the best thing since sliced bread. I said he's better than Matthew Stafford. No shot. <laughs> all no right. Shot. All right. No that shot. was our QB look, look, carnival. Look, look, look at it. Look, just look at the, the mediocrity, okay, of this guy. Besides last year, which was, I'm calling no, it. No, 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 but that's the whole point. That's my whole argument. Last year and the four games before last year, he's outscored every quarterback except Who, for Ryan Tom Tannehill. Brady. Ryan Tannehill. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Last year, look last year, up. last year, last year, okay, 3,800 yards, 
33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The year before that, okay, played 12 games, 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, and six. He's who is he outscoring? With 22 touchdowns and 2,700 yards. Look at the last four games that year. He was outscoring everybody those last, last four, games. four games. Well, last four games, we don't even count two of them because we're out. We're fantasy is done. First off, you count three of them. I don't know. Maybe you are making it to the championships, but I am. Oh, I know you ain't making championships <laughs> with the picks you got over there. You're, you're not playing week 16. You're not in the championship. Oh, that's no. for sure. The week All before, right. the, the, the year before that, 17 touchdowns, nine, nine uh, interceptions, 1,900 no, yards. Look, he was a this bum guy, his whole this career. Guy, a bum and now, his whole career. This guy's but still now, a bum. But now he's got an offensive line. He's got a running back. What do they have in in uh, L.A.? Do they got that running back anymore? Oh, no, they got Daryl Questionable Henderson. <laughs> Where, where's Cam Akers? And what about that? Uh, what about the front line? Uh, is that why golf wasn't good last year? They had nobody good on the front line? I got it. I got it. So you're telling me somebody with a worse situation is going to have better stats? Check your, right. check your I'm, notes. I'm reeling there. y'all back check in. Your notes. I'm reeling y'all back in. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start because I'm <laughs> telling you right now, there's no shot. There's no shot that Ryan Tannehill is going to outscore Matthew Stafford this year. There's no shot. All right, all right. I'm reeling you guys back in. That was that was a lively debate though. Um, do you guys want to talk about any more QBs before we move segments or no? We good? No. <laughs> All right, we got some few ADP movers. Um, we're going to highlight one that's moved up and one has moved down. All three of us have uh, one pick each for those. And then we'll get into the position forecast real fast. So, uh, Lance, show us your first two ADP movers. One up, one down. Uh, so the big one going down is in the very obvious one, Michael Thomas. Uh, if he's not going down on your draft uh where you're trying to draft him, he's going down everywhere else. So he's already dropped down back into the fourth, fifth round. He should probably be even further back than that. You shouldn't be picking him to be a starter on your team anyway. Um, A big mover up. I like Antonio Brown, but the big one for me is Logan Thomas. This guy was just disrespected him, though, like two seconds ago. Antonio Brown or Logan Thomas? No, he he just said – didn't you say – up, up, yeah, up. okay, Antonio Brown is my big one that I, I want, and I actually don't want him creeping up the board. But Logan Thomas is creeping up the board, and he's still a value. He's sitting out there in the seventh, eighth round, and I still think that's that's a value for him if you're looking for a tight end who finished in the top four last year. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. We were talk. We we always talk before the show, guys, and just kind of prep ourselves. You said he was number four, right? He was number four last year. Yeah. So we're talking about obviously there's a huge drop off in tight ends, but we're talking about Kelsey, probably Waller. Don't know who the third was, and then you have Logan Thomas. Tunyon. So, Tunyon number three. Jeez. So Tunyon points. Guys, look out for Logan Thomas and your drafts is still a value, even though he moved up. And then you've got Michael Thomas. Ooze, where would you draft Michael Thomas? Where would I draft Michael Thomas? Oh, God. I don't think I'll draft him at all, to be honest. I'm just looking. 
Um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he was just like three weeks, two weeks ago. He was like, oh, I'll I, take him in the I sixth was. round. I, you guys I, are crazy. I, Why won't you take I, him in the sixth I round? Was, I was. I was. Oh, I look was, at this bro. guy. I was. But just the, the relationship between um between <laughs> Sean Payton and Michael Thomas is just up and down. I don't like it. Um, he's going into the fifth round. I can I can find better wide receivers in the fifth round. Okay, that can help me win now. Okay, I know it's a season long uh, type of thing, but Michael Thomas still injured, still on pop, a pup. I'm not, I'm not liking it. So, if anything, if he falls to me, seventh, eighth, maybe yeah. If not, I'm not drafting my fifth round. Um. All right, I will. Who's once you go next? Oh, for my EDPs. Yep. So I will go. Uh, my ADP down is unfortunate, and I. When we talk about bets, the Giants winning the division in the NFC East was one of my bets. I, plus eleven hundred was one of my future bets. It was. Uh, I was thinking that the Giants could sneak in and take that division. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Daniel, the the Pat Man, he ain't it. Okay. <laughs> He just ain't it. He was out there scruffing up at bottom of the pile when, when they were fighting that camp because for some reason he wants to be in there making the news because he ain't throwing no touchdowns to Kenny Galladay, okay? Kenny Galladay is now injured with a hamstring and might not make it the first game, first week of the, uh, of, of, uh, of the season, okay? He was starting this year, well, he's starting beginning of the camp in the fifth round, and he has now dropped. At eighth, at, down to the eighth round plus. So when we talk about ADP uh, fallers, Kenny Galladay is one of those. And is it's very it, unfortunate. Is it a value pick still, or is it just you're going to stay away from kind of like Michael Thomas now? So Kenny Galladay is at camp though, right? So yeah, I'm okay with that. He, he falls to the eighth. And I could get him at the eighth round. That's a value for me. But with soft tissue injuries like hamstrings, stuff like that, you, you're looking at, you know, we're lucky that the um, IR situation, IR rule has been changed. That if you get placed on the IR in the beginning of the year, um, you, you don't have to miss six games, mm-hmm. right? So we're glad that we don't have to do that. They only have to miss three weeks. With Soft in, like soft tissue injuries like that, you know, they can come back after the second week and and then practice the, the third week and come back to fourth week, right? So if I can get Kenny Galladay early in the eighth round, I'm picking him up, absolutely. But with the Mike Thomas thing is more of his whole situation. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's injury plus front office plus coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? With Kenny Galladay, it's just him being injured. And he was injured all last year right you remember like he he messed up a lot he missed a lot of games with the same again a soft tissue injury with a hamstring you know what i mean so that's that's the thing when when it comes to uh kenny galladay well, who's your uh person who's moving up the boards man this guy fell and then i think he just fell for no reason and this is james robinson okay but now he's rising back because everybody's seeing oh this rookie all right, they drafted a rookie, you know, as first pick, and they were like, "Oh, besides after 
uh, Trevor, right? Um, they're like, oh, this guy's going to come in and take the job. Why? How? You know what I mean? He hasn't taken an NFL snap, but this guy, James Robinson, blew up the league last year, and he made top 100 players this year, right? Yep. Um, I, I think he was actually number 100 or something like that. He was, like, in the first uh, 190 range, right? Yeah. So in the preseason opener, he took eight out of out of 15 snaps while Carlos Hyde and Anthony, the rookie, t- shared a rest with the first team. This guy is he was dynamic last year, came out of the blue after the trade of um Leonard Fournette and blew up the league last year. A thousand yard receiver, um, running back, sorry. Um, and uh, I think he scored pl- uh, plus 10, uh, seven or seven to ten touchdowns. I think he did. Uh, I don't have to stat in front of me, but yeah, this guy is finally going back to where he was, getting prior reset to you know how he was last year in ADP. Let me ask you to this one question before I get into mine. Are your two ADP movers that are moving up, are they still values to you? Or are you trying to avoid them? Like, how are you gauging the guys that went up? Uh, for me, Brown might be moving out of the sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas might not. Um, he might still be a good value for me. Um, but he is somebody on the rise. So he's probably on a lot of people's boards. Yeah, and we already talked about Logan Thomas, but Ooze, what do you think about James Robinson? Is he still kind of a value? That, that guy is going to be a steal, to be honest. You have him going the fifth round, right? James Robinson going the fifth round, and his quote-unquote replacement, and he's going in the third round. Mm-hmm. So if James Robinson can just stay at the third or fourth round, point and i can feel like if i'm like at the end of the end of the uh back half of the draft right maybe like that 12 spot i'm in in the russell league right yeah if i can fill that one two three spot of wide receivers right and come back with james robinson oh i'm in there i'm in there at the fourth round because i can i can stud it out and still have a thousand yard running back coming in the fourth fifth round Oh, absolutely. While people are reaching and hoping that this guy, Travis, takes the number one spot in, in Jacksonville and does something with it. This guy doesn't even know how to pass protect right now. James Robinson is is packed. Like, you know, there's the small little things that the coaches are looking for. He's, do, he's doing it because he's done it, you know. But because of this new shiny toy type of thing, it's going to bite people in the ass when, when it comes to draft time. And I'm going to do my ADP movers. I'll go with the up first. This one's a little, um, I know Lance talks about him all the time as uh, Daryl questionable Henderson, but obviously after the Cam Akers news, he's shot way up. And now I think he's going a little bit down. So this one's a little like up and down, but most likely he's gone up because of the Cam Aker news. But I wanted to highlight him because of the fact that he's still up, but it's lower than where he was, say the initial Cam Akers news. And I feel like kind of what you were just highlighting on, if I can get Henderson at the end of the fourth, the end of the or the beginning of the fifth, depending on my roster construction, I think you know it's still a good value. Cause I'm 
assuming and hoping that everything goes right in Los Angeles with Matthew Stafford, how we touched on earlier. So like high powered offense is what we're hoping for in Los Angeles with Sean McVay and all that jazz. So that will obviously very well benefit Daryl Henderson and who knows, you know, maybe he moves up the ranks in, you know, fantasy output at the end of the year. So I'm claiming him as somewhat a upper and a downer, but more of an up because of the Cam Aker news, but still considering him as a value. I think also remember out there, I know everybody don't like, everybody doesn't like Henderson, right? Because he, Henderson, you know, the questionable guy that's always questionable every week. Watch out. You know, some some of these handcuffs we're going to do on, on fantasy day or, or draft day could be number ones at, at the ramps, right? I, a lot of, there's like a, there's like a, like a, a, a low buzz around Marlon Mack becoming the number one, getting traded for some value and going over to the Rams because, you know, they got Jonathan Taylor, they got Jordan Wilkins, they got Naeem Hines. It's kind of crowded back there having four running backs. Um and them having none, basically. So we'll see. And then my guys that are going down, I got two of them. They're both in the first round, Taylor and Saquon. I had mentioned this on a, a mock draft episode, how Saquon fell into the second round, I believe. And he's been going there ever since. Now, I don't know if this is because of the bad news, the bad news of uh, Danny Dimes and camp or what, but. I feel like someone who had that potential or has that potential to get, you know, let's just say top three running back at the end of fantasy, like, you know, in the second round, why would you not pull the trigger on it? So I think both of those guys, even Taylor was falling to the end and, you know, he was going up there in the conversation with um, Cook and McCaffrey and sometimes getting drafted before Kamara. Like that's another guy where it's like, if, you know, people were so high on him before are these, you know, these two becoming values. And that was what I was trying to like highlight in my mind with people that fell down in the draft. Um, I don't know what you guys think about those two, but definitely Saquon, if you can get him in the second, then I feel like that's like a pull the trigger unless you're just hesitant with, you know, the injury. Yeah. It's more of a scary, I think um, with Saquon is more of a scary type of thing. You know, when Injury, I don't think it's more Danny Dimes because we knew Danny Dimes was, you know, Danny ass, you know, in, you know, when he first came in. So, um, but Saquon picked up the rock and he toted it, you know what I mean? Like he was it. I think it's more of them going, hey, we're going to slow, pl- slow roll this, um, give him time. He can do drills. No, he can't do drills now. Or, you know, he might be w- ready for week one or is week three. Um, so we don't, they're, they're, they're mucking the waters when it comes to Saquon news. The John Taylor is more of what I've been trying to say is that when we looked at it, John Taylor was number one, right? But because of, and he was number one because of what? Marlon Max Achilles injury all year. Mm-hmm. So, and Naeem Himes being just a scat back wasn't running the rocket a lot. Now that Marlon and it, and it dropped mostly because after the, the first uh, preseason game, the first preseason game, you saw that John Teller and Marlon Mack was doing what he did before the injury was sharing 
it was a 50-50 role between yeah. those two. Now, when we see that, we don't want a 50-50 role in the first round. That sucks. You know what I mean? Like, we could have got someone, like you said, a Dalvin Cook, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, that's a, a true number one that's going to get 90% of the snaps. Does Is that it take a- you back to those tracks where we saw him go number two? Right behind McCaffrey. Yeah. And now you're thinking, oh, you guys are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it a value if he falls to the second round? Say you're at the 12, you had your sec, you have your second pick, and he's still there, regardless of your if you're a Colts yeah. fan. Yeah, okay. I'm grabbing him. I'm grabbing Lance, him. if you were in his would position, you be, would you take him before Jacobs, or would you take him before Mixon? Hmm. Because Jacobs is going into the third yeah. and fourth. Yeah, you're right. Because um, ba- basically, you're just looking for upside on Taylor yeah. because at a 50-50, he's not better than Jacobs. At a soul, like if, if it's just him and uh, Hines, then he's definitely better than Jacobs. But it's would, I, hard, would, it's- would, I, would I take him over Joe Mixon? Yes. Josh Jacobs definitely a a definitely a hard decision there. In the second round, God, that's a tough one. I that's what I was about to say. That's tough because the only way you can probably get Taylor is at the end of the second, most likely. But then Josh Jacobs going two rounds after him sometimes. Yeah. So it's like you got to make your you got to pull the decision there yeah. and almost get the value for Josh Jacobs or not pull the yeah. trigger and get the value like in the later rounds. Yeah. So for me, what I'll go if to, like to break it, I think I'll go John to Taylor just because I know um, and not not just means being a Colts fan. It is, it is out there that the Colts have a top five top five um, line in front of them. You know what I mean? So goal line, I know he's going to get the rock. I know they're going to score points. I know he's going to – um, I know Frank Ryan's going to run the ball. He, he's a runner, not a passer. So I'll take um, – just with that information, I'll go and take um, Jonathan Taylor because of that. But I have – one thing everybody – you know, when you, if you're listening to this, you have to handcuff him. Like, you have to grab Marlon Mack that, later in the round because if you don't, that's going to be a big mistake. It just made me thought of something, but we're running late on time. We'll get into it another episode, but I mm. like where you're coming from. All right. Position forecast. And you guys have heard it when we've talked about on our mock drafts, kind of we've punted on this position. We punted on that position. We're only going to highlight the top four QB running back wide receiver and tight end, but kind of, you know, I'll say a position. You guys kind of give me the feel how you guys are feeling about it. Um, so we'll do QB first. For instance, I've said on the show, I think during the draft tips, like a very common theme along good fantasy players was to draft a quarterback very, very late. And I feel like that has changed over the years just because you've got more running quarterbacks the game is at a faster pace you've got more scoring they changed the rules where you know you couldn't hit the QB so the defensive ends got to let up when they're trying to tackle them so it's more of like maybe not late round but maybe mid round mid to late rounds you're still choosing a quarterback so you know give me your thoughts on the quarterback 
position this year, guys? Are you, you know, going to just keep punting and take someone late and kind of you could stream? Or is it, you know, you got to get one of those mid, maybe even top guys to kind of fill out your squad? Whoever wants to go first. Quarterbacks, I definitely want. I'm definitely not thinking about a quarterback until the sixth, seventh round. Uh, I don't want to look at that position until then. Um, typically what you're looking at there is Dak um, and Russell Wilson. And then if I don't see them there, or if I see somebody who's, who's a better position there, right? If I see somebody sitting there um, that shouldn't be sitting there, Galladay sitting there or somebody, I might take them over top of the taking a quarterback and just waiting again until the 10th round. I probably won't be looking at another quarterback until the 10th. So I'm making my decisions around that sixth round or I'm waiting another four rounds. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about tier of quarterbacks, you know, tier number one, I think it's just Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, plain and simple. Tier Correct. two, you know, tier two, you're looking at Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and in tier three, you don't really I, I, for my rankings, I don't even rank um, Kyle Murray up there. Um, but besides that, tier three is like Justin Herbert and and Co. You know what I mean? And company. You know. So yeah. for me, um, those who are going to get Pat Mahomes are early second round, mid second round, and then that's it. Josh Allen's going to be going early third round, mid early to th- early to mid third round and then that's it like Lance said if I'm not getting those guys I'm punting because why it is only one position unless you're playing a super flex or two QB uh, league I'm not really um, using my draft capital to reach for those quarterbacks after Josh Allen while I have to fill in three wide receivers plus a a flex or two running running backs plus a flex those those guys are there's very limited numbers when you talk about top tier in those positions. So when it comes to uh, quarterbacks, I'm not really worried about them this year. Um, again, I don't think they're going to be very fantasy relevant for me. Um, am I saying I'm going to stream them? No, um, but in a Russell, maybe um, sitting at 12 and have all these knowledgeable guys besides Lance. Um, drafting stuff. I love, I love it, bro. I love it. Let's get it. So uh, <laughs> it's a good thing we don't record next to each other anymore. <laughs> I know, right? This is true. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 my feeling on the uh, quarterbacks. And just to put it out there, Lance, I just watched another uh screen slash check down from cam versus the eagles in preseason this is bad (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get through the rest of these kind of quick um but you know give your good insight guys um let's go wide receiver next um the only thing i'm gonna say about this i feel like years past um you could always find very decent wide receivers in the middle rounds and like I've always said, guys that are tear jumpers at the end of the year, they've kind of outshined their ADP and kind of now next year, they're going to be in, uh, you know, higher tiers. Example, DK Metcalf from last year. I know Lance isn't that high on him, but he's now, you know, going in 
second round and he was sixth round, seventh round uh, last year. So kind of give me your synopsis with wide receivers, picking them. I know Ooze likes to do the zero RB. Um, just like how you feeling engaging yourself with the wide receivers this year. Yeah. So when it comes to wide receivers, I mean, I like to do the reason why I, my strategy is mostly zero RB is because I do draft is almost every year. I think I only had one year. I was in the top five. I'm always in the later uh, draft positions. Right. Yep. So when, and these new like leagues going on with happy PR, full PPR, most of them like to have uh, three and a flex two and a flex. So you want to try to capitalize on better wide receivers that are going to get the rock more, you know, like those big guys, those, you know, I don't know how um, Julio Jones is going to be, but again, Julio Jones, a thousand yards again, Calvin Ridley, thousand yards, uh, um, Keenan Allen, you know what I mean? Like all those, you know, Tyreek Hills, all those guys that they're going to get me at least 17 points minimum, you know, the year I won my league, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, and I think I had oh, – I'm missing someone. It was another, like – Michael Thomas. Tyreek Hill and someone else. Um, uh, OBJ. Was, and OBJ at that year. That You know, minimum 17 points every every week. You know, that's why I go that – you know, in the later round because I know they're going to guarantee me those points. So, yeah, wide receivers, I think every year they, they get more um, praise, more – value because of the fact that we use them more in fantasy now so when it comes to you know wide receivers i think they're going to be again value up there lance yeah unless i'm looking in the first half uh maybe the first three quarters of that first round i'm probably not taking two running backs back to back um taking maybe one and then i'm going wide receiver heavy in the very beginning the middle rounds is where I'm trying to fill out with the rest of my running backs. I kind of go the opposite way there. Um, and then I may take some wide receivers, the sprinkling in here or there, Antonio Brown's out there. If some of those other players who might be coming up is out there, but I think the running backs, you get a lot more handcuffs, you get a lot more value um, one injury away, one, one or two missed blocking assignments or fumbles. If you're in the New England Patriots, that's that's the kryptonite that sits you to the bench. So you're getting those Zach Mosses out there. You're getting those uh, those running backs that are sitting out there in the sixth through the tenth round. That you, uh, you're going to be catching those before those people try and get their handcuffs on Zeke or try and get their handcuffs on um, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you can get that Marlon Mack that's still sitting out there in those rounds and get somebody who's a 50-50 shot with Jonathan Taylor. Um, that's where I try and spread it out. I know there is value in the wide receivers in those rounds, but I think the value at the running back is a little higher, especially this year. I'm expecting that's where I'm going to get a lot of my running back value. So let's go right into running backs. Um, and Lance, you can go right after I, you know, I'm done. But um, it's always been said, get a good just – anchor for your team running back running back running back especially in the first round if you're in like the first half so um you know it's 
very uncommon for anyone one through five, one through six to go wide receiver. It's always been one of the bell cow um, running backs. So I feel like there's a lot of value, like Lance said, at running back, but it's obviously doesn't hinder us if you do a zero RB. But years past, there's been a big emphasis on running back. And at least in my mind, I feel like it's kind of dying down while the wide receivers are going a little bit up. They're kind of like phasing each other out. But um, what do you guys feel about running backs this year, knowing, you know, years past that it's been a very focused league because we're moving from, like we said, from standard to PPR more and more often. Like I have seven drafts and none of them are standard. They're all PPR in some fashion. So. Well, if you look at the running backs, the thing that always comes out is they don't normally have more than one out on the field at any time. Correct. They have anywhere between three and four and sometimes five receivers out there. So the fact that you just have the possibility of getting the ball, there's no way that second running back's getting the ball if he's sitting on the sideline. Um, So from that standpoint, running backs come down point-wise because they pass more, but they don't come down as much as you think because those starters are still out there every play. And where, where it hurts is I normally would say wide receivers might be a better choice in the first round, but I can't, I can't pick a wide receiver as early as fifth, fifth pick or higher because you just have too many known factors in those running backs in that top order that it's so hard to give up and, and take a Devontae Adams where – anything could really submarine his, his season uh, anywhere between he just doesn't have the chemistry. If they brought back Randall Cobb or for some reason that was an aberration last year and Aaron Rodgers is watched, um, it, it could be anything. And from a running back standpoint, you're looking for one thing. He's got a devastating injury. So I think the wide receiver is a little bit more flaky in that sense. And that's why for the first five picks, I still think running back, running back. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so for running back, that position, like, like, like Lance said, the first five, I can't, I can't do wide receiver either. Right. Because you want that bell cow. You want that guy that toast to rock every single time. You know, some of these, you know, they're trying, it's a pass happy league. Right. So you want those running backs that are in both. Right. That's going to be, the guy who runs the rock and also passes uh, or catches the ball. Like, you know, the Zeke, the Aaron Jones, the Austin Eckler that made, you know, got his starting job off of it. The CMCs, you know what I mean? Those guys that, you know, those goal line touches, they're going to rush their one yard for six points and also can catch the ball for six points, right? So um, when we talk about running backs and how that position is this year, um, I think it's going to be as is. It's just very um, – how can I say it's, it's very uh, pointed at just those bell cows. And then after that, it's really just, let's see who has the higher four while in the wide receiver, you can get a wide receiver too that, you know, every week can be a wide receiver one on their team, but is a wide receiver two basically. So um, yeah, with that, I think running backs is going to be okay, but there's always pointed because, you know, you want those first 32 or first, 
sorry, I said 32, first 15 running backs that are going to be the bell cows. So at the end of the show, we're going to do tight ends. Right before we get into that, I want to say one thing, and I think we've said this before on the show. You got to change with the times. Ooze brought up a good point. It's a pass-happy league. And kind of like the NBA, like if you are doing fantasy basketball and you now notice that your center is bringing up the ball, he's getting assists and shooting from the three-point line, you want to you know, take advantage of stuff like that. So mm-hmm. your, you know, obviously LeBron James and Giannis's become more valuable because they're doing more on the floor, but it's, you know, it was very uncommon, let's say mm-hmm. 10 years ago to have a set well, even bring the yeah, ball. Even, like, yeah. Even those Embiid's, those uh, yeah. Andy, Anthony Davis, you want to go get them up in your drives because of the fact that they shoot three pointers. Yep. You know what I mean? They get, you know, four, I mean, they might average four assists a game or something like that. So the reason I said that is your comparison to what you just said about running backs, pass happy league. You got to go get these guys that now pass the ball. And now I've seen it kind of with the quarterbacks, you know, there used to be one or two running quarterbacks. There used to be Mike Vick and that was it. Now we, you know, you can name a handful and whether it be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray or Dak, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, like, you know, it, the game is evolving. So you got to evolve with it. That's why maybe, you know, you don't stream a quarterback anymore. You kind of draft one and, you know, mid round and, you know, see what happens. And most likely maybe you'll luck out with, you know, like I did last year, Josh Allen round 10. And, you know, now he's the second quarterback going off the board in fantasy. Um, so last but not least, and I know we've been talking long, but this has been a good episode, very insightful, I feel like. And if you guys are still with us, hopefully you are. We're going to finish off with tight ends. And this one's the oddest of the group, I will say. I will say maybe five, seven years ago when you had Gronk, Jason Witten, and more tight ends be more reliable, this was a good position have and now you hear people kind of argue to take tight ends away even and it's either kelsey you know top tier kittle and then it's a freaking cliff after that so you guys pun on tight ends basically is it same as quarterback if you don't get one of those top guys it's just like it's it it, it's like you know again it's with tight ends, they're very limited, like um, running backs, let's say, and also limited, like, um, as in, like, top tiers, right? When when top production, they're limited, like, uh, like running backs. They're limited in, like, quarterbacks because of the fact that um, they're, you know, we're not going to play two tight ends, right? We're going to play one tight end, and our flex are usually our right receiver slash running back, right? So... When it comes to that, yes, if I don't get those top tier guys, the top five for me, Travis, George Kittle, Darren Waller, I am putting Kyle Pitts in there, um, Mark Andrews, and TJ. You know, maybe you can put in Zach Ertz on there. You can grab him later in the round because he's falling. Um, if I'm not getting those fives, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Again, I can grab two, three wide receivers that are going to guarantee me more points than the, the, uh, the the 
tight end from uh I'm trying to see a bum team. Wow. Washington. Washington. Broncos. No, 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 no. <laughs> like from the Broncos, right? North fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not North fan's gonna get me this season four touchdowns, maybe 300 yards, you know what I mean? So he's going to average, what, five points a game? Yeah. You know, five for, like, you know, 30 yards or something like that. I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, my kick can get, get more points than him. You know what I mean? So when it comes to that, you know, I'm punting. The position itself is getting better. Yes. The position itself is getting better. You know what I mean? With Kyle Pitts coming in, Dan Wall being cons- more consistent, you know, Kittle's there, Kelsey's there, TJ's being better. Mark Andrews, I was hoping Hayden Hurts back in, you know, two years ago, a year ago would be better. You know, um, Hunter Henry was good two years ago. Then he went, you know, trying to find money. Njoko was better two years ago. Then they got, you know, they start filling up the room and he couldn't get no time, got hurt. You know, Zach Ertz, Dallas Gallagher, you know what I mean? So it's getting better. But again, it's so limited and it's only played in, you know, we only have one spot for it, really. And yeah. we don't really, for me, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Not to say, you know, it's, you know, outside of my mind is more of like, I'd rather grab as much points somewhere else than that tight end position if I don't get the top tier guys. And Lance, what are you thinking about tight ends? We know you got your boy, Robert Tunyon. Yeah, my top tier is only Kelsey. Oh, so yeah. unless Kelsey's there, I'm not drafting anybody for a long time related to tight ends. And, and the reason, if you look at the scoring in the last four years, the top five or the, the five through eight tight ends, right? And you, you want to have five through eight at some point, but five through eight, the lowest that they average is 8.6 points and the highest they ever averaged in those four years was 9.7. Wow. We're talking about a one point swing just from five to eight, no matter who it was, Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, Tyler Higby, all of them were averaging mid eights to the high nines, maybe touching 10 in the one year that that position was really high. The top four has scored from 10 to 14 on average. So coming from four to eight, you don't have but a two point swing. So unless you're getting Kelsey, whose lowest points were 11 in those four, uh, 11.9 points a year, so 12 points was his lowest and his highest, which was last year, where he put up 16 and a half, 17 points. Unless you have Kelsey, it's not worth the drop-off between what you would get as a wide receiver or a running back in the same round that you could get and instead of waiting another round for that running back and wide receiver. I don't think beyond Kelsey, it's worth the drop-off. And even Kelsey, it'd have to be later in that first round for me. He's still sitting there at 10, I'm pulling the trigger. But if he's sitting there at five, which he hopefully he sure is, I'm not pulling it at six. I'm not pulling it at five. It's too early for me for a tight end when we just said earlier is the running back. It's just you want somebody who's going to be that bell cow and it's going to be in the receiving game. So that was our show, everyone. I know it was a little bit longer, but. I enjoyed it. It was very insightful. And we need these type of episodes. We need to have more thought-provoking exercises to be done to make you a better fantasy player. It's not just show up at draft day, draft the team, and hope you go to the championship. 
there's a lot of things to consider, a lot of things to analyze, a lot of things to kind of, you know, have in the back of your mind. But don't let yourself get wrapped up in too much of that. You can get lost in a sea of stats and get kind of, you know, cause yourself confusion come draft day. But like we said, stick with us through draft day and beyond through the season and, you know, get this content, get this knowledge, get this advice. Um, So I appreciate you guys. This is a good episode and we're coming to you Monday with another mock draft. I have a special guest. Lance will be on vacation. Everyone say, have fun, Lance, have vacation. While me and you'll be lawless next week. Yes, we'll most definitely be lawless. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for a clear cut decision on draft picks and, and not and not reaching for the for the stars on Deontay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not reaching on the stars ho- ho- like Cam ho- Newton. Hopefully my boy Lance comes back clear headed. You know what I mean? I know he's trying to sell the house and all that stuff, and he's, he's doing his thing, being being a good hubby. You know what I mean? Hope he comes back ready to play because these past couple <laughs> of weeks, this man been bugging, bro. Bugging. But that's our show. We'll be back, and then we're going to have a draft live on air. We have the draft order. Stay tuned, everyone. This has been The Russell. See ya. <laughs>